Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 647, featuring God Lives Underwater from March 23rd, 1998, a Monday night show. Source on this one, a Melissa tape from 2014, merged with a Kevin tape 2016. It's a newly recovered episode, long missing from the archive. It's brand new, and nearly 100% complete thanks to the new Kevin and Melissa tapes. The date is 75% certain. It could be 322, as I told you in the last intro, the Sunday night episode. But there were very few context clues to reveal that. So I think we're comfortable with this being the Monday night episode. And whatever happened over the weekend, they discussed in the last episode. If you notice anything different, let us know. I'll shift the date. So for now, X episode 646 missing, probably lost forever. This is the only known appearance of the band made on Loveline. They could have a lost episode or even a pre-Adam era episode. But also, it's lost the time. So classic episode. Hope you enjoy it. Mahalo and get on. Okay, you know how, like, on your tongue, like, you'll get, like, a taste bud that just gets real sensitive when you touch it to your teeth? No. Right. If there's any, like, little sore there, it'll get yeah. inflamed. Yeah. kind of lar- enlarged. Yeah, and, like, it'll go be there for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, like, you know, I, when I tweeze my eyebrows, I have, like, this magnifying mirror. And yeah. I'll go in the bathroom, and I'll take my nail clippers, and I'll cut it off. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> My uh, groin hurts. Why did my groin hurt? <laughs> Anytime a pain gets too excruciating, it goes right to my groin. It doesn't hurt, though. Oh, please. It'll bleed for like two seconds, and then that's it. Oh. And then it's done, and it doesn't hurt. It's not a good idea. But I just I mean, want to do they grow back, or... I mean, I don't do it like every day. Uh, oh, you better hope that wasn't the bacon taste bud. Oh, you're screwed, sister. <laughs> better hope that was like the uh, liver taste bud, or the lime jello taste bud, because if that's the bacon or the cheddar cheese, you're uh, effed. True. Do different taste buds work for different foods, or they all work on the same one? They well, no, no. Certain have salty, certain have sweet. Oh. So. Do they grow back though? I suppose they must, unless you really uh, uh, injure the area, or you know, I mean, at some point it will not. Couldn't you just get a, a tattoo or something, Amy? Uh huh. Aren't you worried about getting that area infected when you're just using a tweezer? I mean, a, a nail, no, nail clipper. No. A yeah. Nail clip, but it's a, more, a much more sterile instrument. Than, what can I say? What is? Oh, the nail clippers? Yeah. Well, I yeah, know. many doctors use that. Yeah. That's what I thought. So. Use that over at the Mayo Clinic. They do that when they take the appendix out, typically. Use the Mayo clip, Clippers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some, some guy will, like, go uh, scalpel, forceps, uh, nail clippers, uh, uh, wait, Swiss wait, Army wait. knife. Toenail clippers. Toenail clippers. <laughs> All right, Amy. So they won't go back or you don't know? I, I don't know. Uh, I imagine they will, but I think if you uh, recurrently injure the area, eventually it will not. All right. All right. Don't don't monkey. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We got to bring that term back. It covers everything. You know, like when dads used to say to their kids, like when they're in the garage, "Hey, hey don't monkey. Don't monkey around. Just don't." It got, but it got shortened to "don't monkey." All right. Phone number for Love Line one eight hundred L V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. 
I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. God Lives Underwater is our guest tonight. The band will be in here in about uh, 17, 18 minutes or so. And uh, tomorrow night, we'll have uh, Tim Meadows from uh, Saturday Night Live. Interested in uh, meeting him. Drew, you've never met the man? Never. Never watched Saturday Night Live? Not in a long time. Okay. I've Not since it. I got rid of, like, uh, Gilda Radner? Mm, for a couple years after that. That's about it. Okay. So, uh, anyway, the band will be in. Uh, Tim Meadows tomorrow night. And it's back to the phones we go. Tim. Yes. Yeah, that's a coincidence. You're 19. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Okay, I have a couple of questions. Uh, the first is about my penis. When it starts to become erect, there's an area uh, about a little short of halfway down, maybe about quarter down. Mm -hmm. This doesn't always happen, but uh, it, it won't be start becoming erect with the rest of it. Right, that's normal. Kind of like a, like one of the blowing up on those long balloons. Sometimes there'll be a stretch that... Uh... Above it and below it, but not not in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's like a little ring around it. Yeah, like this is hard. Grab a balloon. It's like when you have one of those straws with the little accordion section in the middle, so you can bend it toward your mouth. Yeah, you have to have a long enough balloon for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't have that. Um, I've also found too. Like if my I, penis, if, I, if it was one of those balloons they were using to, uh, you know, uh, twist into animal art, right? Mm, couldn't make. Uh, it'd be like the nose of the dog, but it, it really couldn't make a whole, the whole you know, bunny out of it or anything. Yeah. No, that's normal, Tim. Okay, but I, I find too that if I grab the top and squeeze the uh, the uh, larger portion, that yeah. it will like even out. Right. Uh, you're, practice on a, on a uh, again a long balloon, and you'll see that it does the same thing. That's oh, just, okay. So that's just a function of just pressure dynamics. Uh, the other question. Well, hold on, Tim. When you say quarter of the way down the penis, yeah, where does the penis begin? I mean, I, I'd like to straighten this out for a second, Drew. Like you know, when I used to teach traffic school, they'd say uh, the number one lane. Mm -hmm. And I, even though I taught traffic school, I couldn't figure out if the number one lane was the fast lane or right. the slow lane. And right. where do you start counting from? And I guess it's left to right. But when you say quarter, you know, quarter of the way up the penis, are you starting from the scrotum or do you start at the head and work your way down? I'm, I'm talking uh, from the base. Uh-huh. The, uh. the quarter closer to the base. So about a quarter of the way up. Yeah. All right. For me, that'd be about a quarter inch, actually. Yeah. Right, about three inch. Or, or yeah. That's fair. Or the, the, the in your case could be the full length. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So Tim. Yes. You have a follow-up penis question? Ah, uh, no. This is not a penis-related question. But uh, I have a history uh, of going out with uh, girls that I choose to be, you know, to try to get serious with, and they generally tend to be like uh, really wholesome type of girls, and uh, the girls I end up having sex with tend to be uh, a little bit easier, I guess. Hmm. And when I get... Hold on, Drew. Uh, let's do the math there. The ones you go out with are wholesome, but the ones you nail are a little easier. Well, there's a little bit more than that. The I girls figure I this one out for the life of me. Well, there, there's a reason why the, these other girls... Well, okay. The, the girls I do end up trying to get things going with, like uh, I don't have thoughts of having sex with them, like at all. The the okay. nice girls. The nice girls, right. yeah. It, it, if it starts to come in my mind, I kind of put it out. Mm -hmm. And the, the these girls, like, generally, it never really gets past kissing 
Right. Is there a way you can kind of bring it together? And I'm done with this call. No, no, but this, it, we never really addressed this specifically. Is there a way we can sort of bring it together in one person? Well, that's the thing. I, I, Maybe I, that's the section of his penis that doesn't want to go along. I try to envision that, and I, I just don't, they don't work together so well in my mind. I mean, right. I have girls, the extremes, they're really easy girls, right. and that's all we do. And then I don't really talk to him much after that. Right. All right. Here's here's what's going to get you into trouble, gents, is the uh, categorizing of women. You know what I mean? You do that when you're younger. You get a little bit older, they're all women. You don't, I mean, they're either nuts or sane. But you get into that good girl, bad girl, nice girl, daddy's girl, slutty girl. You do, there's a lot of that going around. I, I don't know why it is, but didn't, didn't it seem like when you were 18, 19, 20, even in your early, uh, early 20s, women, uh, had, it, it was like you're making some bad, uh, movie, some teenage movie, and there was like the gang, right. uh, chick who rode on the back of the motorcycle, and then there was the studious one, and the horn rim glasses, and the ponytails, right. and as you get older, they just all sort of become women. I hope none of your friends got him, and that's about it. Certainly a healthier way to look at people is to see them as the whole person, but he still has them sort of compartmentalized, the split. Right. And uh, that's his issue. He'll see if he'll see if he can bring it together. Nothing you can say to help. Not, you know, just to, that he's aware of it, that's great, and that he should try to find somebody that that he can sort of connect on both levels with. Bob? Hey, how you doing? Good. You're 19. What's your question? All right. Me and my friend, she's a girl. She thinks that girls live longer because they get rid of stress easier. How do they do that? How do they How do they get rid of uh, stress easier? I think because they cry a lot. They tell their problems to girls, guys, but I'm still not sure about that. Uh, women live longer because, uh, listen, here's uh, I'll tell you why women live longer. Tell me. You ever see those movies, like you ever turn on the uh, arts and entertainment channel or the science fiction, the science channel or something, yeah, and they the show... What channel? The Learning Channel. All right, you turn on the Learning right. Channel, wise ass, and you're, they have some uh, footage from the uh, NASA control room, like uh -huh. circa 1972, and there's a bunch of bald guys with their collars loosened and their sleeves rolled up and they're chain-smoking. Yeah. There's about 75 guys in there who you can see their hair falling out while they're looking at some big monitor. Not one woman in there. They're home getting a pedicure. That's why women live longer. That is one of the men stress out more, but they have more stressful jobs. Well, that's the one of the theories. At least or maybe that, because that guys don't talk about their problems enough. Yeah, that, I, I suspect that may have a little bit to do with it. But most people, that, nobody knows for sure, Bob, and it may just be a genetic thing ultimately. Right. But one of the things that uh, epidemiologists are looking at is now with women coming into the workforce and taking on these more stressful jobs, whether or not we'll see a decline in the. I think we will. So. Hey, and I now was, you look uh, around the control of a mission control, you see women. Right. They're there. Getting coffee and, uh, no. Right. I was saying to Drew the other day, I believe it was on some airplane somewhere, that, uh, since well, how women. Talk, by the way, how, on the air. how long do women live? Uh, what, how much longer do yeah. women live? Eight years? Yeah, six or eight years. Yeah. What's the average uh, guy die at? I think it's like 78? Yeah, I think this might be up to 80 now, is it? 80? Yeah. The hell do I know? It maybe seems 70, too long. Maybe 78. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's say 78. Someone knows they can fax it in. Yeah. Average woman's dying at uh, 85, 86. Oh, yeah, something like that. We got we to gotta narrow. To me, there's a seven, eight-year gap here that we got to narrow, boys. Not only that, but most men marry women that would, I would say the average is about four or five years younger than they are. Maybe three, four, five years. So you take that three, four, five years, 
you tack it on to the six, seven, eight years that they're outliving us, and you got a nice uh, 10, 11 years of them being widows and just spending your money. This is a horrible idea. Now, of course, the solution would be if uh, men went ahead and married older women, but that doesn't sound like much of a plan from my you perspective. You know what it is? It's payback for us having to deliver. Oh, the kids? Babies. Yeah, and by the way, I, I, That's I think the extended life expectancy in women is a relatively new phenomenon. I mean, women used to die in childbirth about one one out of three or four times. Yeah. I mean, it really was very, very common. And that's not right. It's more like about one out of eight times they would die. Okay, but uh, they're back with a vengeance now. My point is, is we got to even it up. It should be uh, equal. So I say we cut off all funding to uh, breast cancer and put it all in the prostate cancer until we can even the playing field. All and then right, when it and even... I see you get pregnant and deliver a child. Oh, baby, I've been trying. Oh, yeah, that would be a sight, you big baby. <laughs> it would be. You just, like, curl up in a little ball in the corner. <laughs> Make it go away. No, no. Engineer Mike and I have been trying for a while now. <laughs> All right. All right. And, and you don't have any kids. No. All right, so quick complain, please. Wait till she does, though. Oh. oh. I'm bad around my period. Oh, oh, oh can you imagine that? Oh, Nine-month no. period with Ann. Wait. Well, wait. Wait till they come, the kids. Then it's even worse. I'm out of here then. Annie. <laughs> Annie. Another Annie. Yeah. You're 22. Uh-huh. You have any kids? No. So what's going on? Um, recently had a very crushing death in my family, okay? My mom died about a week ago. Mm. And um, I had just started seeing this guy, and... Uh, it seems like things have been going, I don't know, we have gotten, like, really, really close, and I don't, I, I just want to make sure it's not because I'm holding on to him to deal with. Was this an unexpected death? Very much. Oh, boy. What happened? Um, she just, like, um, massive heart attack. Oh, my God. She a huh? smoker? Huh? Cigarettes? Pardon? Was she a smoker? No. <gasps> and, um, you mean you were present when she died? Uh-huh. Oh Would she die right there on the spot? Yeah, uh, pretty much. What What were you doing? Um, I was cooking dinner. Oh my God! And she just it fell over right there. Pretty much. Oh boy! And you uh, called the ambulances up, and it was too late. Uh huh. Pretty much. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, um, there's always a tragedy, but I'll tell you, if I'm gonna go, that's the way. Yeah. Just pow. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Okay. okay, so now you're with a guy for how long before this happened? Like about two weeks, and all of a sudden things are like in, in like high gear. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe it's that you were more emotionally open because of your emotions being so close to the surface? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, you can't tell, no. can you? No. What, what difference does it make? Huh? What difference does it make? I just don't want to hurt him or, or like see myself like weeks down the road thinking, what in the world did I do, you know? Is he getting weird? No. Is he an uh -uh. okay guy? No, actually, he's been he's been great. Uh -huh. Well, maybe this is good. Yeah, I can't see any big downside to this. I mean, as long as you're you talking to him about this? Well, I'm going to. Yeah, just, just stay open about it. Talk to him and just say, look, I, I just... You know, he has to understand this is a very, very tumultuous emotional time for you. You can't tell what you're feeling one minute to the next, but that you are enjoying the relationship and you're feeling close. Mm. But in this setting, you don't know what that means. This is a nightmare, though. I have uh, I have no idea how to act around people in general, but uh, when somebody uh, passes away, yeah. my impulse is to, like... Uh, Avoid them. Yeah, well, that's the first impulse. Yeah. yeah. The second impulse is, like, slap them on the back and go... Uh, 
Come on, that's uh, uh, come on, shake it off now. That's uh, you all right? Want to play some ball or something? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know how to act. Yeah, you just told us that. I know. You've shown us that. No, I'm horrible at uh, uh, at these uh, events, funerals, and whatnot. Uh, Very sad. But uh, anyway, the guy. I thought the guy was going to freak out that she was kind of, you know, coming on, coming on and uh, he's not, which uh, makes us a little suspicious of him. Quite. Yeah, <laughs> I hate. Yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe this is good. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's mean, a kind of event yeah. that uh, brings people together. Right, Cheryl. Yeah. You're 21. Yes. What's up with you? Okay, uh, my question is: What else besides being molested would make a person have problems with intimacy? Well, I, I mean, being born. Into yeah, a Western right. uh, civilization, right. yeah, really growing up in the later part of the 20th century. <laughs> um, that and, and not, and I don't think that's an overly facetious statement. I, I think that no. that's true. Um, however, certainly on this show, we talk to people that have often experienced or survived some form of abuse. It doesn't have to be sexual abuse; it can be physical abuse, emotional abuse. Well, uh, listen, just, just it, improper, non-empathic handling by the people that are responsible for your development. Uh, Do people understand what I said? No. Here's what happens. Uh, you get disappointed once. It's a big disappointment. Usually mom or dad does it to you. Yeah. And then you'll be damned if you're going to be disappointed again, and you, you can never get that close. I think that's about it in a nutshell. That, that or you have unfinished business with people like that, and so you seek out people like that to try to bring it around, make it better this time. And uh, Why? What's your boyfriend doing? Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Do you ever have one? Uh, not really, no. So, what are you doing? Um, not much. Just go to school. <laughs> okay, should I uh, try to rephrase this question? What classes you taking? Psychology classes. All right. Got to listen up, then. Are you having some difficulty with some intimacy, Cheryl? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I don't know. Is this the class that, that I like? Um, somehow I just won't. Won't let myself get close enough to him, but the guys mm. that I don't really care for mm. are the ones I can just like comfortable right. with. Right. Did your dad dump on you when you were a kid? No, not really, no. Uh, who did? Nobody? No. Where is your dad? He's still around. He is? Yeah. You know him? Mm-hmm. Your mom and dad still together? No. What time did he cut out? Uh, my mom left my dad when I was 13. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, he cheated on her a few times. And All right. Well, you lived with a guy who was and, and a cheater. Was a cheater, and in somewhere in the back of your head, about eight or nine, you're living with it. You're still living with a cheater, even if he hadn't cheated yet. You're living with that guy. And that relationship, whatever was going down, that relationship affects. It's sort of a template for your relationships. And it's not that this kind of stuff does irreparable damage, but it's that uh, you saw mom get cheated on, and you'll be damned if you're going to be cheated on, and that's the preservation. I mean, that's the way the mind works, right? Mm. One of the ways. All right, so Cheryl, you're 21. You're fine. You're taking psychology classes at the junior college. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and I know it. I smell junior college. I could. I guess it's a. It's a, uh, it's a combination of uh, hemp, uh, uh, wet peachy folders, and granola bars. <laughs> yeah. That smells like junior college. This really makes junior college air fresheners. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like, like a hacky sack. <laughs> yeah, something you can kick around. All right, Cheryl, you're 21. You'll be fine. Take that psychology. Work your way up to a nice uh, Take some rest. your university. Take some rest. That's right. Grow a little. You're fine. 
That's all right. Hey, uh, good news, everybody. You don't have to be the same at 25 as you are at uh, 21, and you don't have to be the same at 21 or 25 as you are at 30 or 32. That's the beauty of life. Time, I've found out more about him and that he pretty much sleeps around quite a bit and with some particularly trashy women. Mm -hmm. So now That's what they're saying about you, too, Rachel, you know. Huh? You know, they're saying that about you, too. Well, not many people know about me and him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, now, uh, thinking now that there's, okay, that it was pretty dumb. Did he wear a condom? Sex. Did, 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 hmm? no. Oh, unprotected, I see, okay. Yeah, um, thinking that that was pretty dumb, uh, well, with anybody, but now particularly dumb with him, I'm wondering if it's best, you know, like, if I got something from him, that I should go get checked out the sooner the better. No, better let it fester for a few years and really take hold of your immune system. What do you think, Rachel? Come on. Well, or I've also heard that sometimes it takes a while for some things to even show up. Yeah, uh, some things, but other things would be detected. I, I mean, I think it's worthwhile to be evaluated now since you have some questions, and then probably again in six months to see if anything has turned up. And I, I, I suspect your risk is relatively low of anything serious, but um, better to be safe, huh? Mm -hmm. All right, Rachel. You're 25 now, right? I think, yeah, I think you're going to get warts or something like that. That's what you get from this kind of thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, not necessarily. So common. Rachel, mm -hmm. go get yourself checked out. Okay. And that, You're 25. Me. You ever been to the girl doctor? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I go, you know, like once a year so I can get pills and stuff, but I've always been healthy. Well, okay. Go check, get checked out now, just to right. be sure. You all right? Okay. You got any kids? Nope. Really? Nope. Okay. Did you smell anything? Junior college? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a faint uh, hint of junior <laughs> college coming off of you, uh, Rachel. Did you did you go or did you know somebody? I went to a big four year state university. Really, you transferred from the JC? No, never went to junior college. All right, they didn't teach you to put on a little uh, condom there, huh? Well, yeah, but you know there All wasn't right. any around. I understand. <laughs> carry, them, carry them with you. Take care of yourself. Okay. Replace them when the shelf life has been exceeded. What is that shelf life? Depends where they are. If they're in the glove compartment in a hot summer uh, August, it's about a week or two. Really? Yeah. You're supposed to change every couple of weeks. And your wallet, it's like, again, it's only supposed to be a couple of weeks. That's really? What I, that's what I've heard. Every yeah. couple of weeks? Yeah. And then those things are no good? Well, not as good. Jesus Christ, I wouldn't use a condom every couple of weeks. I mean, I'd just be constantly rotating the stock in my glove box without ever using one. I know. A year is a long time. <laughs> No, you put one in there. You what about like under the seat of your car? <laughs> Would that be good? Depends if it's the middle of February in uh, Ohio or where. Uh, All right, someone's got to start working on this. August in North Hollywood. All right, uh, God lives underwaters here, and uh, two of uh, two of the young gods are going to be in here, and then we'll bring the other two in after this. Loveline's phone number is one. It is that the best, the best in the whole world. Now, will you please untie me? Hey. A friend of mine was just asking me what guests I've hated over the years, and uh, Rodney Dangerfield was uh, right at the top of the list. He wasn't a bad guy. He just wasn't a good guest. Uh, he's just a big blowhard, though, and I, and I think the industry likes him a little. Hey, uh, can you do about two minutes' worth of uh, uh, promo promos at the end? At the end of the TV show, you sit there, and a guy runs up to you and holds a little card, and it says, uh, Hi, we're uh, God Lives Underwater, and uh, watch us coming up next on Loveline. You do like two of those, and then you leave? He said, um... I can't do it. I gotta get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, Miss Dangerfield, this will take about uh, a minute. Oh, just, you're, you're already sitting in the chair. We got the mic on you. We'll just hold the cue card up, and you say, uh, hi, this is Ronnie Dangerfield. Uh, watch me next on Loveline. <laughs> Not doing it. Getting a haircut. <laughs> Getting a haircut. What an a-hole. And we had him on and plugged his uh, crappy movie that just uh, completely tanked. Which he uh, tanked. He touted as brilliance, remember? Tanked. And that is the kind of karma you get when you don't do uh, 10 seconds worth of promos. All right. Uh, God lives underwater is here. And uh, they're not looking for bad karma. So uh, <laughs> they know where the bread is buttered. Oh, yes, yes. Um, first off, let me say that uh, they're going to be at the uh, Tower Records on uh, Sunset tomorrow. 3 o'clock for a little uh, live action because uh, the record is released tomorrow. Wow. And uh, is it released at a certain time, or is it just when the store opens? <laughs> I would imagine they got it tonight, and uh, then it'll be coming out tomorrow. And you guys will be there uh, playing live. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because uh, you guys, I was reading the bio from, um, I don't know where in Pennsylvania, but it's small. Perkyomenville. Perkyominville. Perkyominville. <laughs> really? We couldn't, we couldn't pronounce it. Was really the problem. Yeah, and if Drew can't, Drew uh, pronounces uh, uh, bizarre uh, Latin uh, medicines <laughs> all day long, and he couldn't even take a stab at that one when he was looking at the bio. So, so it's a long way from uh, Perkyominville, right? <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> long way from uh, Penn State. <laughs> Well, yeah. long, long way. And you've always dreamt of uh, the Sunset Strip and uh, the Hollywood lights and all that? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way we feel about it. <laughs> We're ready to move to Pennsylvania and do this show. So uh, it's uh, Virgin. That, that is sort She's of in love. That's how uh, record, record labels really like, like to do it. But um, it's uh, how would you describe your music? <laughs> That's going to be a taller. Uh, Jeff, this one's all on you. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what to say. We should, should play a song. Well, I, why don't we do that? Yeah. yeah. I, Jeff, not that you're uh, not an eloquent man. Yeah. I just think, uh, why not let the music do the uh, talking for you? All right, this would be, uh, I think it's the uh, third cut on the uh, track, and it's one we're playing out here at uh, the fabulous K-Rock. So um, if everyone else isn't playing it already, they certainly will soon. From your mouth...
would be uh, from your mouth. God lives underwater. Andrew, David, and Jeff, and uh, Scott is uh, in the other room, and uh, we may uh, rotate the stock at some point and uh, bring Scott through here. It's just a small studio, and we're always a little uh, short on uh, on mics and patience. Uh, I was just talking to uh, Andrew, and uh, as it turns out, he... Uh, Grew up or lived lived near a town that uh, I spent about uh, a year in, as I recall, as a as a young lad. Uh, Wonderful be, place. Uh, that's Sea uh, Cane, Pennsylvania. Yeah, lovely. And uh, Cherry Hill, where I was at the Cherry Hill Mall when I was about five. <laughs> I used to find a lot of stuff. I'm convinced when you're a kid, you find a lot of stuff, just like dogs find a lot of stuff, because you're walking around with your nose dragging the ground. I mean, you're, you know, I'm six fine. two now. I don't look at my feet when I walk. I found a fifty dollar bill at the Cherry Hill Mall when I uh, must have been nineteen seventy one. Fifty dollars, and I was you know five years old, and that was a. I don't know. Wait a minute. I was about seven. Uh, it must have been nineteen sixty nine or seventy or something. Anyway, the point is, is I was five six years old. Found a fifty dollar bill. Just the bill. No wallet. No billfold. No initials uh, wow. inscribed on it. Just the fifty bucks. And my mom said, uh, we'll turn it into Lost and Found. You know, and oh, I said, uh, Mom, what kind of message is this to send to a five-year-old? Please. <laughs> Fifty bucks. We're poor. This is a lot of Tonka. <clears throat> that's a lot of Tonka trucks that uh, 50 bucks would buy me right now. Nope, that's Matchbox and Tonka. And uh, now we're turning it into the Lost and Found. I was five. I had more sense than my mom. I said, this idiot the counter here is making uh, three bucks a day. He's going to pocket this in a second. And who the hell is going to come in and claim $50? It was just a $50 bill that was rolled up and was on the floor. And plus, uh, you went through this entire argument. some, some junkie, <laughs> yes. Some junkie probably dropped it on the way to, uh, uh, he's pimping too, and he's on the way to beat one of his no bitches when he dropped it. $50 on him. <laughs> well, the, well, if you're pimping, you've got $50. And Jerry nobody's got $50 on him either. So my mom turns the $50 in, and I, uh, I think she was trying to put it, send a message to me. But then later on in life, when we were on welfare, and I said, uh, hey, Mom, why don't you get a job? And she said, I don't want to lose my welfare. It sort of destroyed all the good work that she'd done <laughs> earlier with the whole mall experience and turning into 50 bucks. But the point is, is we turn it in, and you have a week, I think, you wait before whatever it is becomes yours. Which was the longest week of my life. Did you get it? Uh, at five, would you let me tell the story, please, Drew? No. At five, a week's a long time anyway, but when you're waiting on 50 bucks, which, uh, and, you know, I'd seen the future with the Corollas. I figured that was the most liquid I was ever gonna be. I got that 50 bucks in my, in my hand. Uh, someone claimed it. It was a, uh, huge black woman who was a cleaning woman who dropped it. That was like her, all the money she had. She went over, claimed it, showed up at the house to thank me personally and gave me a $10 reward which I somehow had to split with my sister. <laughs> and this sucks when you're a kid. You have to split everything with your sister. And uh, five bucks, uh, it's been about 25 years. My sister's in town. Uh, do some math and some compound interest there, Drew. But I think it shows me several thousand dollars now. But ah. uh, Anyway, I don't know what kind of message that was, but uh, if you find cash, pocket it. I think that's what the message I'm is. I'm convinced, though, that what saved you from total destruction is the fact that you weren't raised your whole life in North Hollywood. Right. I just went there uh, after about seven or eight. 
So, uh, God Lives Underwater is here. They'll be in uh, Tower Records tomorrow, and uh, I think we're going to go to break, and then we'll all jump in on some of these calls. You guys know how the show goes, right? Yeah. You're hip this show. You lived in town for a while now. Yeah. But you, you guys had some uh, substance abuse problems in Pennsylvania, and you moved out here. To, uh, we're supposed to talk about that. You guys are in a band. You're supposed to talk about that. I was only mentioning that because there was a doctor in the room. Oh, sorry about you know, that. It understood it specialized in addiction consulting. Well, so you had a couple of beers in Pennsylvania and you came out here. Yeah, that's right. right. That's we heard there was no beer here. Right. So <laughs> I moved to to get away from beer. That's right. I got an eating disorder. I'm going to get a job at the Shakey's. All right. Uh, we'll be back with uh, God Lives Underwater. Ash from Guns N' Roses and Snake Pit and etc. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hey, I missed that slash. You don't see him in a while. No, we haven't. Is he any uh, mishaps or anything? Didn't no, the house I think he may have let himself on fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a walking, uh, the fire department's come around and like, uh, check him out. Every He's like Mr. Magoo if Mr. Magoo was really <laughs> stoned and had uh, long hair. And had, had something lit in his hand at all times. Uh, slash has to smoke, by the way. Uh, Slash gets, you know, I mean, he smoked uh, in this studio. He smoked in the TV studio. I'm sure he would smoke not if he was smoking. flying in the F in uh, Hindenburg. He would get <laughs> yeah. to smoke in <laughs> that not thing. Not just smoking. Like this is like uh, he does a lot of smoking. He's on fire. I mean, just just. Well, he was uh, he was showing me the tattoo on his shoulder, um, which had a really cool looking snake on on his shoulder during a commercial of the show, and he was smoking. And he uh, pulled his T-shirt up over his back to sort of uh, pry, you know, pry his shoulder free. And the T-shirt uh, hit the cherry of a cigarette, or I think no, it hit the whole cigarette. And the whole cigarette fell down inside an open motorcycle boot he was wearing, and like a oh. big woolen sock. And uh, he was, you know, he went on. You know, it's like, yeah, why don't you check this out? And it's like, uh, they slash. Uh, hold on, let me check. Slash. Uh, look at this. I had that done. It slash. Uh, I think your foot's on fire. Uh, oh wow! He's like, what are you gonna do about that? He's like, no. So he started get reaching for another cigarette. You know, I was oh. like, uh, slash. You better put the first one out. He's like, what happened to my smoke? Oh. It's in is. my boot. Hey, it's not bad. I'll pour a little sand in there later. Make a nice uh, mobile ashtray. <laughs> All right, God Lives Underwater is uh, here tonight, and they will be at the Tower Records out on uh, Sunset tomorrow, at three o'clock, because uh, the album. Life in the so-called space age will be uh, released tomorrow. We're guessing earlier than three, but the band will be playing at three. And until then, what I do? Punch you're, up Jeremy. You're fine. you're fine. Jeremy. Oh yeah. You're 16. Oh uh, yeah. What's uh, my up? My question is, um, like two months ago, I went to a strip joint, and uh, uh I don't know. They, they didn't card me or anything. I just walked right in, and uh, ever since then, I've almost every day. I've just thought about naked ladies, and, like, almost every decent girl I've seen, I've just pictured her naked. Yeah. And, like, just wanted to, you know, do the deed, do the, do mm -hmm. the deed or whatever. Good thing someone didn't sit you down and show you some gay porn. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> um, Imagine the residual effects of that. Every guy saw it have to picture naked with something in his ass. And, uh, and ever since then, I've just, I've been masturbating constantly. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just wondering if this is, like like a problem or is it normal because my age like or why do you consider it a problem um just because that it's like unusual for me because it's only started like since i went to the strip strip club this mm -hmm. may be a, a whole new road for adult jeremy this may be a new new and, uh, new uh it, hobby for him maybe a calling more yeah. than a hobby like yeah. the priesthood for certain men yeah 
Yeah. And you, be, you uh, Adam, you you might want to welcome is her it, into is that. It, uh, is is eighteen the age for a strip joint that is not serving booze? Oh uh, yeah. Depends so, on where you are in the country. Yeah. Oh, it changed around the country. Yeah, but it, yeah. it seems uh, ironic to me that out here, at least in California, I believe, um, you cannot have totally naked women and booze, right? And if you have topless women, you can have not uh, hard liquor but uh, just beer. But if you're at a place that was topless, you'd have to be 21 to get in because they're serving beer. But you could go to a totally nude place at 18 because they're not serving alcohol. Uh, so that you get to see the bottom half three years early. That's great. All right, so Jeremy, do you have a fake ID or something? Uh, no, they just I don't I don't know. They just don't card me. I guess right. you just look good and get in. Huh? And uh, ever since then, I've just like dreamed of being a porno star. Oh boy. I was wondering if uh, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? No, yeah. he's not. No, you're not serious, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, what kind of, uh, how big's your penis? I'm about six and a half. Okay. Well, he's, he's still chance. growing, but, the, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. You go seven if you're like. <laughs> you start at seven. <laughs> it was like each beer you had three quarters of an inch. <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah. Just relax now. You're 16. You saw a naked woman. Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm asking you. All right. I mean, yeah, you'll be all right, Jeremy. Uh, no, you'll be okay. How yeah. often are you masturbating? About uh, at least once a day. Oh, no, that's not that's right. nothing. Have fun. That's at least four times right. the average for healthy male. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a whole pile of. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and thanks, Drew. Well, Andrew, how old are you? Twenty-nine. Oh, so you're you're not a kid. So he's had uh, at least uh, a few years yeah. on Jeremy. But you guys, when you guys grew up, <laughs> when you guys grew up, did you have a video cassette recorder at your house and nah. pornography yeah, and my, all that? My show? friend did. My friend had had videos. I, we had when I was a kid. We had magazines. We found right. a magazine by the tree or whatever. Right. You, you had like, like we and stuff like <laughs> that. Weird chic. Yeah. <laughs> Weird stuff that was. Uh, you know, I had like an old. I used to look at those old uh, Holly L A uh, L A what uh, L A Reporter L A. L Express. L A Express. Yeah, later named a football team after the. Uh, they got another one called Yank. after that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's right. good. Right. What do you suppose they mean by that? Well, For the point real. is, is all we had was grainy black and white uh, things on newsprint. <laughs> Your hand would turn blue, uh -huh. or black, or black and blue. Daniel. Yes. You're 28. I mean, uh, Danielle. Danielle. All right. What's happening there? Well, um, I am a bisexual, and I'm in my first relationship with a woman. We've been going out about eight months. And um, for the last couple of months, I've been sort of curious about dating other women. And the thing that, that makes me question all of this is that um, earlier this summer, my father committed suicide. Mm. And... Um, when I when I met my girlfriend, I was I was head over heels in love with her. I was like so excited about her, and I thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. And lately, I've been like, nah, maybe I want to date other people. So I'm not sure if never been in a relationship with women. I had yeah. I'd had some some run-ins. I'd had some you know. Was some, the bisexual uh, stuff right after her dad died? Well, what what nope. kind of run-in? Just some kissing or something? Some some kissing and some making out. No, nope. I was about fifteen. Right, so are you are you wondering whether your dad's passing is influencing your ability to maintain this relationship? Yeah. Is that the question. I, I don't know that we can answer that. I mean, yeah, I certainly I'm not it's sure. obviously it's a possibility. Uh -huh. well, why did your dad kill himself? Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. What does anybody kill? Well, now, what was the nature of his mental condition? Is this a chronic thing that finally ended in a suicide? Um, he was depressed for a long time. He was an alcoholic. Okay, so you've been dealing with... a bad marriage. All right, but you've been dealing with an alcoholic, depressive, for your whole life. Well, yeah. Right, and so that's certainly that relationship is going to influence your ability to have relationships, and certainly his passing is going to influence or color the way you perceive your partners, I suspect. But I, you know, we can't we can't really answer those sorts of very complex questions. But you might as well bounce around because uh, my feeling is is when you announce you're bisexual, that is just your ticket to just screw around. I mean, you can't you can't even be held down to a gender for Christ's sake. I, Daniel, I get the sense though that that you every bisexual person crap. we talk to, please every every bisexual person we talk to ends up screwing around. I mean, when you say to someone, like, if if I entered a relationship with uh, you, David, and I said, uh, I think you should know I'm bisexual, I'm basically saying, I'm going to go hump a chick. You know, may not be this week, but it's going to be soon. Right, it doesn't mean we're going to have a relationship, and I might expect that if we break up, you may be with a woman. It means that... And I've been happy with them, and I enjoy sex with them. And, you did, and just and because I'm dating a woman, should no, I no, call look, myself a lesbian all, this, all of a sudden and deny that I ever liked men, even if I'm monogamous for the rest of my well, life? Well, you're, uh, you sound like a bitter lesbian at this point, but you, <laughs> you, you, what you're saying is, though, is this will come to an end. It's like going mm -hmm. to college. Maybe, maybe you're just a freshman or a sophomore, but eventually you're going to graduate. I mean, if you're bisexual, eventually you got to hop to another sex or you're not bisexual. You must <laughs> denounce your bisexuality if you plan on being in a long-term relationship. Mm, I don't agree with that. Okay. All right. So you're bi me and you are in a relationship, Danielle, and you you're have, bisexual. You have to denounce You've got to have sex with a woman in order to keep your status of bisexuality. Eventually, they're going to take your card away or your golf clubs uh, or whatever uh, it is right. they give you. All right, but Danielle, so uh, has it always been the case that your interest in your relationships have sort of decayed? With time? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. And this just happening again. I mean, there's something about your ability to sustain intimacy. It's all very much built on fantasy. And when the fantasies aren't perfectly met by your partners, you sort of look for the next fantasy. And uh, you may want to consider going to maybe ACA or Al-Anon and look into some of these codependency issues because there's that quality to what you're doing here. Okay. Okay? And I, I would suggest you stay in this relationship. That it that it, you're just going to go on to the next one. Let that one decay too, unless you figure out what it is that's going on that causes you to drift off at this point in a relationship. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, Daniel. Bye. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel bad for her with her dad and everything, but yeah, actually, the part I feel worse about is the fact that she, you know, lived with this alcoholic, depressive guy and was brought up by this guy because that's probably where the damage was done. And then people get pissed off when I talk about the bisexuality, but it is your ticket to cheat. It really is. I mean, come on. Am I right, Drew? I, Thank I, you. I, Shut Drew's mic off. Not to say that it's weird to be bisexual, but isn't there a lot of bisexuals that call into your show that say one of their parents killed themselves or they had a really bad childhood? I tend to believe, and Drew tends to Ooh, believe, Mike's on, Mike's on um, that when rough childhoods and upbringings uh, sometimes breed a little ambivalence uh, sexually. You're not quite sure about who you want to be with or for how long, and you're certainly open to a lot of suggestions. It's sort of like the more your parents screw with you growing up, the more you're open to other people's sexual ideas. Hey, we're going to make a porn film. Uh, fantastic. Count me in. <laughs> hey, this guy's got to put something in your time? butt. And it's, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's like, it's degree. It's like if your parents just uh, act with you a little bit, it's like, um, okay, we want to take some 
pictures of you topless will put on the internet. You're like, mm, okay. But you're not going to go into the uh, hardcore porn. But if they F with you a ton, then you're doing a gangbang film. And uh, your ability to sort of uh, take on uh, all sexual suggestions is sort of based on uh, how many people screwed with you, I think, when you're young. That's my take. Drew? That's, that's an interesting... Uh, Thank you. Uh, that's that's Drew for right, but I don't want to get yelled at, too. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to break. Close. We're going to see uh, how open Drew is to sexual suggestions. Uh, the band is uh, floating around somewhere in the... Uh, oh, yeah. we got to go to a little 10-second break, and then I'll uh, get everyone on the same page. So we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Ninety-eight KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. It is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. God Lives Underwater is the band tonight. They'll be at the uh, Tower on Sunset tomorrow, 3 o'clock, playing live for the kids. And uh, the record will then come out tomorrow as well. And I, I guess you guys will uh, sign a few, maybe autograph a few of those. No, we don't do that kind of stuff. You won't even put, like, your paw print on it or anything? <laughs> no, we'll do that kind of stuff if people actually want it. Three o'clock. Is, uh, is there anything else going on over there? Is there any other bands or um, they have uh, some guy going to spin plates or something? Or and Not that there needs to be more than God Lives Underwater playing. I'm just Chocolate wondering, if there's, is there anything I'm leaving sexual. out? That's it. I think it's just a... Right, fair enough. Hey, it's a free show, right? That's right. All right, so screw that. Hey, what do they want? Are we on Vibe right now? Uh, it's 11.30. I don't know. What time's vibes start, uh, Engineer Mike? Oh, I just got to push on. All right. No What's one that? knows. It's, it's important. We just... Oh, shut up, all you sour grapes. Ann can't stand us talking about anything other than this. But it's kind of redundant to talk about the radio on the radio. Wow. It's so ridiculous to think that somebody who is listening diligently enough to care to switch on is going to then stay away from the radio. Well, once you get them hooked on that Sinbad, Drew, they never come back. <laughs> once they go to the dark side, they're he never coming back. funny. Yeah, he, he, he plays himself pretty well. He ought to change the name to Funbad. <laughs> No, yes, we we had a we did vibe today, and we had a, a surreal experience with uh, Sinbad because right before we went out, Sinbad, who I've seen on TV for ten years, but I've never—I mean, hell, I remember Sinbad when he did Star Search. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. I was cleaning carpets in 1984, yeah. and there was Sinbad, and Sinbad, uh, <laughs> what did it, 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 it be like, Holmes? And, uh, Sinbad's like, all right, hey, you guys get a lot of wacky questions. I heard them all. Boy, you guys are wild. You're going to have a good time out there, right? And Drew's like, uh, yes, we shall. <laughs> okay, y'all, well, uh, have fun. Oh, okay. We're all standing there like a couple of statues. It was kind of surreal. But the point is, is Sinbad is Sinbad is Sinbad. That the Sinbad you know and love from the uh, Vibe show is the Sinbad you know and love in the dressing room. And the... Uh, <laughs> The one you went to move down the hall because it was weird. It was a little weird in there, wasn't it, Drew? With him, yeah. yeah. A nice, across the nice hall. guy. We just didn't know what to do. Because me and Drew, we don't have much of an act. We just sort of stand there. <laughs> <laughs> no dance routine. Yeah, I was trying to go to the phones. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a question? All right, anyway, so uh, we are on uh, that tonight, but we don't know when, if it starts at 11 or 11.30. So uh, let's see. What's that name? Scene? Scene? Yeah. Scene, you're 18. What's happening? Uh, 
Um, I heard this rumor that Visine was like a uh, sexual stimulant deal. Like, it's supposed to be, like, worse than ecstasy if you, like, drink it. Uh, worse a, or better? You know, there there are stimulants in there that uh, are ephedra-like. They can be damaging, cause constriction of blood vessels, potentially high blood pressure and stroke. And if anything, they should uh, decrease your sexual response. What if you put it in your bong? Would that stop you from getting the red eyes? No. Okay, Sam? Not a bad idea. Don't, don't do it. Not a good idea. <laughs> Not a good idea. No, this is a good idea, right? Uh, I dig you guys' music, too. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> okay. thanks a lot. All right, scene. Bye. All right, bye. So, it was a poison? But if you took enough of it, sure. I thought it was just saline solution. That's there is a visine saline, but there's also stuff with these vasoconstrictors in it. Yeah, that's what makes the red go out because yeah. the vessels constrict down, so you don't see them anymore. You don't think a stroke is fun? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Grand mal seizure is yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> time activities. Hi, you're 15. Yeah. What's going on? Um. Okay. First of all, Adam, I saw you on Pictionary. Oh yeah! Oh my God! <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, I got more more feedback—not necessarily positive, but more feedback from that Pictionary gig than anything I've ever done. Hey, and you know what? Uh, they're going to rerun that whole thing. <laughs> they're rerunning that whole week of Adam on Pictionary, and uh, is it some? Uh, You're sunk to an all-time low. Yes. Hey, meaningful stuff. Hey, let Adam. me tell. Hey. Hey, hey, somebody raised their hand if they wouldn't do this. Someone comes up to you and goes, I will pay you $2,000 for one afternoon of playing a parlor game. <laughs> Who's not going to go for that? I got better stuff. Uh, by the way. Two grand and uh, you get to meet Alan Thick. Oh, you you didn't I, go for that? I, I passed. Oh, you get right, to meet jackass. Alan Thick. Come on, I, I had a good time. I didn't know you got You passed on that? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. You'll be begging to do Pictionary in a year or so when I leave the show and your career goes to, <laughs> goes to ruins. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sinbad. What, what, what I'm down you? with Sinbad and Alan. What makes you think I'm not Fun going bad. with you? <laughs> Tag, I'm, I'm, I'm... Wait a minute. I say we take both guys, we put them together, and we make thick bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen. Well, um, well, the guys in the group, yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. Who's the lead singer? I'm the lead singer. David. Oh, I like your voice. <laughs> Have you ever heard our music? No. How do you know it? I mean, I, I talk cool and all, but I sing pretty bad. No, no, I like your singing voice. It sounds cool. Oh, so you've heard the music. All right. <laughs> I believe you. Thanks. Yeah, are you guys coming to Northern California? End of April. Oh, okay. Yeah, are you, <laughs> Can you tell the difference between my voice and Jess' voice? Yeah. Are you going on a tour? Yeah, yeah, at the oh, end yeah. of April. You're going to do the whole country? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine... Um, San Francisco would be a pretty cool place. Is that what you're talking about, Jen? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Great pretty American cool. American Music Hall. Yeah, we'll be yeah. But then the rest of the country sucks. So you get to New York. Jen? Yeah? Uh, start forging uh, that ID. <laughs> All right. Okay. I have a question about orgasms. Um, I know of two types that a woman can have. One is clitoral and one is... Wait, you, you've read about two types or you've experienced two types? I've experienced both. Hmm. One is clitoral, and one is when a man strokes your G-spot. Mm -hmm. There's one other I saw, I learned from the porn movies, there's the retinal <laughs> orgasm. But, uh, no, I'm mistaken, that's the guy. That's right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paula. I was wondering if there are any other types. Do you have something in your ass that uh, you could tell Paula about? <laughs> is there uh, any other spot that she's unaware of? Isn't that enough? <laughs> what was the difference between the two you had? 
What was the difference? Yeah. Why was it so different? Uh, one was more intense than the other. All right. Well, that's... Go with that, that one. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> okay, so that's just a more intense <laughs> orgasm, not a different type of orgasm. Some orgasms are more intense than others. Some are, di you know, they're just a little different quality, but right. it's had a different experience. Which one was better for you? The vaginal. Okay. Well, so... Stick with that. Yeah, so there's, there's that but kind of stimulus. been able to recreate it. How was it uh, created for you the first time? With a finger. Whose finger? My man's finger. Where is it now? The finger? Yeah. I don't know. Is it still attached you to the body? Is that what you mean? Pressing shirt. Well, where's your man? Because then we'll find <laughs> the finger. Our tires are on tour right now. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Metal Arc's finger? <laughs> where's your man? He's at home. Oh, okay. And we don't live together. Oh. Yeah, okay, wise ass. What the hell? What am I, what am I, Kreskin over here? I don't have a crystal ball. You're 30 years old. The guy gave me an orgasm with his finger. What the hell do I know where he lives? Well, why don't you go find him and get his finger? All right, look. Get that put finger it. off the remote. All you know, <laughs> guys, all, uh, and this is my point about this whole preoccupation with the G-spot and all that. I mean, some women have areas that can be stimulated if, if you explore it and figure it out then then people have more intense orgasm great do that but don't expect there to be some sort of wholly other experience necessarily i just had an interesting thought i know women enjoy women enjoy just about everything more than they enjoy intercourse and uh, this is something that guys don't Coking, know a lot cleaning. about no i mean sexually <laughs> They enjoy, they enjoy the oral sex, enjoy the uh, manual manipulation with the hands. And I'm thinking about it now that in days of yore, guys were probably pretty clumsy with their hands because they were like iron smiths and they worked on the railroad <laughs> and they stacked logs and they didn't really use their hands in any kind of intricate way. Now you got the computer. You got all these kids. You got a, you got a five year old son, right? Yep, yep. He's on that computer right now. Been on for three years. Fingers right? moving a mile a minute. It's He's mostly, five. It's mostly the, the mouse finger. All right, but you got the mouse, you got the <laughs> typing, then you got the joystick, you got all these little video games that they bring to school that run off batteries. Imagine uh, your kid, Drew, by the time he's like 15, 16, what he's going to be able to do with that finger. Be like, it's going to be uh, like a Liberace right, on the vagina. Right. <laughs> Horowitz. <laughs> right. And guys like me, I you know, I like work construction, so I, all I can do is like smack women and I can just all I do is like hit them with the palm of my hand I don't know what else to do but I don't have those fingers think about that Drew that might make a difference yeah I, I got a few other things to think about though okay that's why you we don't... all play keyboards that's right, right. I play yeah. guitar so you know I'd imagine well, I'd imagine I kind of follow, follow your logic musicians should I'm be the gonna... ultimate experience well they should but they're usually so stoned and drunk and stuff that hey they, they... that's not true <laughs> well I just meant sexually not in real life alright well yeah when, we're when, stoned and drunk when we're having sex when it comes time it. to be intimate yeah. Yeah, I, I would think that would help. Who would you rather go out with, though? I mean, a guy who, uh, you know, cleaned carpets or a guy who played the harpsichord? You're digging your grave even deeper. Okay. okay. Harpsichord? Uh, I'd go with the carpet cleaner. <laughs> Lynn. Yes, hi. You're 18. Yeah, um... All right, I... stop. Oh, yeah, we're gambling. Ooh, Drew picked up a Ooh. little of the girl voice. You guys got uh -uh. any money? I got a buck. Uh-uh. I'm reaching for a wallet. Ooh. I I oh, I got 20. Damn. Oh, yeah, I do. You're paying for me, then. <laughs> that wasn't the idea. I got a one. <laughs> Drew, you got another buck for me? Yeah. I floated you a buck last. Then I floated somebody a buck. All right. Hey, I like this band. <laughs> Everyone's got a dollar. We like that. All right. We're going to yeah. gamble on Lynn. Uh, I have no idea what Lynn's question is, but Drew heard the little girl voice, and whenever we hear the little girl voice, uh, there's usually trouble afoot. 
Although she's 18, which is not real old, she could be very petite. You we never got, know. You got a couple more bits of information for me? All right. You read her question. I haven't read her question. Lynn? Yeah. How's, uh, what's going on with you? What's the question? Uh, well, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Um, we've been going together for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, it was my first relationship. Um, my first and only sexual, um, he was very mentally, physically, and emotionally abusive. Oh, okay. All right. We can gamble. Well, let's get a little more information. In what way was he abusive? Um, well, he would hit me. He would scream at me. He yeah. would tell okay. me, you know. Right. I, okay. Okay. What, what couldn't you figure out about the abuse part? Well, I just the quality. But they took a feather duster to her and then gave her sure. compliments? Okay. Go ahead. Everybody go first. Everybody go first? I'm going to go last. All right. I'll go first. <clears throat> All right. You guys. Now, you guys know how the game is played? No. We're gambling... No. You guys were pretty quick with those bucks. For not knowing how <laughs> we, just game love, we just love to gamble. Wow, yeah. You just say gamble. You guys we're there. are impulsive. I hey. like this. Um, we are going to try to figure out what kind of environment that Lynn grew up in that brought her to this abusive relationship that she stayed in for three years. What was mom and papa Lynn like, and uh, what was childhood like for her? I'll start by saying uh, dad was abusive. In what way? We have to be uh, real specific. Yeah, we get real specific. Uh... Dad abused mom and uh, didn't abuse her, but abused mom. Can I say that? Yep. Right, is that good? Just that dad was violent towards mom. Okay, All Andrew. Right. Um, <clears throat> alcohol's a nice. I, uh, nice I, one I, I like that. I'm going to add alcohol to the mix, but I, I kind of bet that maybe the mom was a little abusive too. Oh, toward good her. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Good uh, okay. Good very good, David. I'm going to say they were a lower middle class family and the mother and father were very unhappy with their livelihood mm -hmm. and uh, abused each other verbally all but, the time. But not physically. Yes. It's becoming a little cathartic for you? Or mm -hmm. Is that going on in your well, family? Well, I think that there may be some physical things, but I think the verbal thing was going to take over over top. These are good bets. Very Everybody solid band yeah. here. That doesn't leave much for me, but... Jeff, uh, yeah. Parents split up. Mom was alcoholic abusive. Ooh, good bets. Very one is the real possibility. You're all wrong, but genius. Genius. <laughs> Uh, Drew had some go, real good thoughts on this. Uh, well, it's all, all this was stuff that occurred to me, and I, uh, so I'll go, uh, Dad. Uh, you didn't know. You thought when you let the techno band go first, <laughs> you're in for you're an easy no, ride. I actually wanted to see if I could something. If I could <laughs> she was kicked by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't find school. <laughs> My laptop. She missed health that day. All right, I'm, the I'm teeter totter I'm hit her in the head. Uh, Dad is the alcoholic. Physically abusive to mom. Mm -hmm. uh, chaotic. Died yeah. died when she was Oh, died. Died. Ooh. And Good. then some siblings. Bunch of siblings. A lot of... Ooh. How about that? Drew sees lots of channels when he does that. <laughs> it's uh, through a, a guy, another guy who's really boring. Lynn. Yeah. All right, so what happened? Uh, well, actually, you're all wrong. I mean... No. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll get it out of you. So, middle class. Um, mm -hmm. my, my dad was gone. Whole life. Um... When did he had split? Nothing to do with me. Nothing is abandoned. Yeah. Right. Um, Who was that? Was that Jeff with the parents split, split up? Family, yeah. All right. Tell us more. What, was, what kind of did you know him at all? Um, well, I didn't know him until about '93. Uh huh. When you were a young when teenager. When I finally met him. Uh huh. Um, it seemed like you know he wanted to have a relationship, but then he just he didn't call. He didn't write. No, he didn't have nothing. How old were you when he, he left? Oh, I wasn't even born. He Before left when uh, my mom was pregnant. And what kind of relationship did your mom have after that? Did you see any other guys that she was with? Um, she dated not a not a whole lot. 
Um, she was mainly working and taking care of me. Uh, I think she did a pretty good job. Okay. Um, well, um, let's see. So mom was good. Yeah. Mom never, didn't drink. No. And you never saw her with guys who were uh, abusive towards her? No. Okay. And uh, dad, uh, as far as you know, is not a boozer. No, not that I know. He's just uh, an abandoner. Just uh, an a hole. <laughs> right. Um. Well, how was it when you reunited with him? Well, when I met him, we went to a restaurant. You know, he seemed really nice. He seemed like he was, you know, really excited to meet me. And then after that, nothing. Right. Did you guys go Dutch or did he pay? I don't remember. All right. Uh, so mm, there's abandonment here. Yeah. No one ever got hold of you before your boyfriend. No. No molestation. Nope. Why did you put up with the abuse? Uh, well, he controlled everything I did. Um, he threatened me if I if I left him. Um, but I loved him too. But I think. I don't know. I was afraid to leave him for fear of what might happen to me. Uh, what might happen to you? Um, honestly, I'm, I was afraid that he would kill me. Right. But you got rid of him now. So it's really a classic abusive wife or abusive girlfriend situation. I mean, you were a classic abused woman. Yeah. Although I don't know what... what predicated the abuse i mean uh, you gotta you gotta abandon uh, you, you can ban it. i mean there are always some issues but they don't have to be overt abuse in the past for someone to get trapped in this sort of thing i mean you can see how women get did you watch sinbad on star search <laughs> no but you can right. see women because i had to go into therapy today and i saw dr drew on jenny jones oh my goodness it's your day with us who was on pictionary you, you. oh for christ's sake <laughs> someone should call me <laughs> the drew was on jenny jones <laughs> What a disaster! I to watch live tonight, but I missed it. Wait a minute, Adam called Jenny Jones a disaster. How was that? Um, it was good. I, I, mean, I liked it, but you know, I listen to the show every night, and I like you guys. You know, you're pretty cool. All right, that's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lynn. All right, you're fine. I don't know what your question you is. Got, you've got to get a, you, Are you out of the relationship? Yeah, she's compelled to reunite with the. Oh no, no, no stay, stay out of this, out, yeah, please. And stay that's, out that's of this. Back, you get sucked back into that old mm, nonsense. Yeah. I'll never go back. All right, that uh, may be a push. Uh, Jeff, is, uh, Jeff may want some money. I think, yeah, I think Jeff. What was Jeff's call? He said split. I want the dollar back that I lent Adam. That's all. Oh come on, you cheapo! Give him the dollar, please. Give him another dollar for that for that stunt. You said you said Dad split early. Yeah, and and that was around. Take the money. That's good, man. Taking all your money. No, it's cool. We make a ton of money here. Right. Hey, Pictionary, huh? Two thousand bucks. Two grand. Two grand. Rolling it around. Come on, you naysayers. Take that two thousand to Vegas. Turn it into ten. Yeah. See, that's right, and that's free money. That's right. See, you're getting paid to draw stick figures. You know that's free money. (laughs) Been waiting a lifetime for my career to get to the point where I could draw like a a stick figure next to a log cabin and get two grand. Please. What was it? I don't know what it was. Uh, Well, what was my first clue though? What was uh, my first? Oh, I got to think of this. All right, we're gonna go to break. Something about elephant or something was me. Yes, yes. You know what the first thing I had to draw in Pictionary was? And I get up there. I've never drawn a thing in my life. Uh, I'm a retard when it comes to this. I'm a little nervous. I've never played a game before. I've never watched a thing. Adam Carolla, come up here. I'm standing next to Alan Thick. He holds a little three-by-five card to me and goes, okay, reset the clock. And he shows it to me, and it says, an elephant never forgets. Go! So I draw an <laughs> elephant. <clears throat> Immediately draw an elephant. Uh, never. <laughs> 
Uh, Alan, can I just yell out the word? No. Uh, can I write the word? No. Uh, Alan. So I start drawing a, an arrow to the elephant's head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, elephant yarmulke, elephant beanie, uh, 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 elephant Titus, elephant helmet. Uh, I stand up there for about what feels like about twenty-five minutes, and then pass on to uh, I think it was Chris Hardwick or something like that. Anyway, uh, God lives underwater. Here, you're not, and we'll be back. Love line, Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew. Phone numbers one eight hundred love one nine one. We'll be right back. Love lines. On 101.5 K-Rock. It'll be uh, April 9th, April 21st. And so far, we're okay. That's uh, Santa Ana. Uh, San Jose, the 22nd. Seattle, the 24th. The 25th, April, Portland. Eugene, uh, Oregon, they'll be in there on the uh, 26th. Sacramento, 27th. San Francisco, 28th. Los Angeles, 29th. Don't go to that L.A. show, the 29th. <laughs> that band's going to be a mess. <laughs> if, if, if they're surviving members. You guys should charge half price for that show. It's only going to be half a what set. What are you saying? Yeah, I know how it is. That's guys, just the start right there. You guys yeah. are going to shoot your wad in Portland. It's going to be all downhill from That's that. just the beginning. There's uh, nothing going on in Portland. Uh, we got all of May and then stupid. June. I couldn't imagine. Drew and I have gone out, done a couple of these like uh, college lectures, maybe four or five days hops and uh ready to ready to die i start complaining immediately <laughs> immediately before i even leave my house the uh, complaining begins yes and it doesn't end till like three days after i'm home oh yeah nikita yeah you're 20 yes i am what's going on um my boyfriend and i went to the doctor like four months ago and he was with me and um he um i went to go get an ultrasound because i thought i, I knew something was going on and uh he, um, he was all, you know, I got my pregnancy test. I was pregnant and everything. And, you know, we got in the car and he was all, no, don't even tell me, don't even tell me, you know? And I was scared to tell him. So I was like, no, I'm not, you know? So I hide it from him for four months. And, mm. um, he noticed me, my stomach's growing and I'm eating more. And he, you know, he's all, are you pregnant? And I finally told him yes. And he got mad at me. And, you know, that's normal. That's expected, you know, but... What's expected? That somebody that he, should be angry that you're pregnant? Yeah, well, he's angry at me for hiding it, you okay, know, because right. he, you know, I felt threatened when he said all that, right, you know. Okay. And uh, he, um, I don't know, he, he's, he, one night he drank and he got all mad at me and I tried to call him, you know, and he kept hanging up on me and saying that he did so-and-so-and-so and they've never gotten pregnant before, you know. That's nice. He was a mother girl. What? What's he doing? He's, he's blaming a, your reproductive system? He's alleging yeah, that he's he's, in, he's, he's infertile and, and maybe and it's somebody else. Makes the excuse that he's in shock. Oh, so you mean, was he implying that you were cheating when he said that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And Were you, you cheating? Know? No. I'm, no, okay. No, no definitely not. not. I love him with all my heart. Mm. And, well, uh, what's not to love? Oh. <laughs> he's losing. He's yelling. Right. He's denying. Damn yeah. And uh, he, uh... After that, you know, he, you know, we haven't been making love as much, you know, and, you know, I've, I want it all the time, you know, not all the time, but, you know, I want it, and he won't, you know, he'll still say, honey, I'm in shock, I don't know, you know, and all this other How long stuff. do you get to be in shock for before um, 
you get to get kicked in the nuts. Yeah, the shock doesn't mean anything. Is he anxious? Is he depressed? Is he angry with you? Well, or something he hasn't else? Well, told his parents yet, and I told my parents, and they yeah. have his feelings changed about you. Is he wanting to leave this relationship? And what the hell's going on? Here? No, he doesn't want to leave it. Well, forget the don't, don't let him get get away with. I'm shocked. That has no meaning. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel it has no meaning. I can see this guy. It's like uh, ten years down the road. The kid's in the ninth grade. I'm hey, uh, can you pick him up? I can. I'm in a state of maybe. <laughs> shock. shock <laughs> Did you see Jenny today? I'm shocked. I can't do anything. Can you attend his graduation? I, I can't. I'm, I'm in a state of I'm a flabbergasted. <laughs> And he's 15 years older than me, but that's... Oh, yes. Oh, 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 man. You know, that's he hasn't been shocked one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he was like, you know, I'm too old to start off kids, this and that. And right, He should have thought of that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> too old to start... <clears throat> but this guy's got some great logic. He's shocked that you're pregnant uh, five months into it, and he's still riding the shock train. And the other one is he's 35, he's too old. Which is, have. by the way, right in the age that we should be allowing pregnancy to go on. Right. People should be allowed to be a parent around between 32 and 35. But I mean, I'm 20, but I act like I'm more mature, though. And I don't like younger guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like younger men? No, I don't. Right. Not at all. And why bother? Because you, you already got a 35-year-old acts like he's 15. Right. Why bother going younger? Yeah, sometimes I think I'm 35 and he's 20, so... Mm -hmm. I, no, I think you're 20 and he's, he's still 12, 15. Yeah, he's 12. Yeah. All right, so what is your question? My question is, what can I do, you know, to, you know, help him? You know, we only got till July, and, you know, I don't know what to do to help him oh, get out of this God. mode. Where, uh, I gotta find me a woman like this. Where I just get to be July. a, I get to be like a, a colossal a-hole, and they call up looking for ways to help me get involved oh, with no. my kid and get oh, more. Oh, no, I'm not, you know what, I, I keep him in line. I tell him what, I'm blunt. I tell him what I want and what I need, and, I'm the one doing most of the talking, and he don't. Right. You know, because... You're going to be do, well, he's do, in the shock one doing most of that. everything, it seems like. Yeah. Way to the diapers begin. That's yeah. when the shock you, really you, kicks in <laughs> over drive. You can't change yeah. his diaper. Yeah. It's yeah. too shocking. Yeah. My towel can is shaking like a leaf. Come on, woman. <laughs> and before then, we were fighting about, because he's an alcohol... I think he's an alcoholic, at least. Yes, at least. At least he's a big alcoholic. I know this. All right. Now. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> I, I bet on that. Was well, he dad, hid it from me for a while. Was I your dad an alcoholic? Idea. Your dad? Huh? Was your dad an alcoholic? No. Uh, you know what? I'm adopted. I have 28 people in my family. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I didn't know my natural Jeez. parents. How do you have 28 people? Um, my parents adopted from all around the world and stuff. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, I have 28 brothers and sisters. Oh we all grew God. up in the same house. So That's a lot of love, oh though. God. Yeah. Is that like in the in the, the south of Louisiana? No, this is Utah. Uh -huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Utah. And uh, oh. what was it like living in that house? I mean, did they have barracks? Was it like uh, living on a submarine um, or something where you guys were stacked and high? Someone cooked, someone cleaned. No privacy. Um, oh. My parents. Imagine the poor boys trying to masturbate with the 30 guys in the room. <laughs> Like no, my parents were abusive so. sometimes, but they, you know, how parents think they're not wrong all the time, that they're always right and you're wrong. And what, what is the, uh, impulse to adopt 29 kids and then are. be a little bit abusive to them? I, you know, with that many kids, how can you not be a little bit out yeah, of control? Yeah, well, sometimes? all the kids came with problems. Like me, I was abused when I was little. By whom? Um, I was bounced to foster home to foster home and, uh, I've had to go to therapy for a couple of years for this, but I'm out of therapy now, and uh, I was molested a lot by the mm. foster people. Mm. In between. Mm. 
Mm. And uh, it just made me so an angry child. This, but this alcoholic boyfriend now is looking to be a pretty good selection for him. Oh, no, not, not, oh, no. Yeah, he's quite a step up. Yeah, he's not, uh, Sir Walter Raleigh compared, compared to... Uh, I don't know yeah. why we women do this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but here's what we're saying about this 35-year-old uh, Mr. No-Count Boozer. Uh -huh. uh, I could go into a holding tank of uh, any... Any court, any uh, prison around here, and scrape out a guy who was probably better on paper than this guy is. Uh -huh. Now it's it's sad that uh, this guy happens to be the father of your child, but I'm not so sure that this guy's going to be around to raise it. He, um, uh, show of hands, does it seem like the kind of guy's going to be around, no. or that he could perpetuate no. the cycle of abuse that uh, you've lived through. Yeah, yeah right. I've told him about it, but he doesn't understand. You know how they're like. Uh -huh. All right, here, here's here's a, here's a good idea. How about giving the kid up for adoption? No, you know what? What happened to her, though? Yeah, I will so. not do that because I went through right. the foster mm -hmm. homes and stuff. I was well. Why don't you just put like a twenty-person limit on the family that adopts? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it was hell. I know. Listen, you I could select your own adoption parents nowadays. Yeah, you can yes, really you can. and you can yeah. be really careful. You about know what? That. I tried to call that because I can't. You can't send the papers over without the fathers. Uh. Thing, well, he's right? but he probably will jump at that chance. I suspect. Well, I asked him about it. He's all no, you know. But um, I called and I. Are called you sure he wasn't drunk and thought you're talking about adopting him to another family or something? No, he wasn't drunk. Oh, okay. I called the lady and I told her that I was half black Indian and the father was white, and she goes, "I don't know about them Negroes, you know." What? She, yeah, she said that. And I was so offended that I just you know, told her to go to hell. How bizarre is that? That. <laughs> She sounded like she was from the South, the uh, Deep South. That is know? bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you, you got some phone line into uh, like 1952 uh, or something. <laughs> People are ignorant like oh. that. Well, look at this Sinbad. He's like a half something, and look at him. He's what's, doing good. What's your guys' trip on Sinbad tonight? <laughs> hey, we're hanging with uh, homie. He's rolling. That's all. We like, we like Sinbad. Fun, fun all right. All right. Uh-oh. Sinbad. That's one of my questions on my parenting guy checklist. You like Sinbad? Ooh, that's trouble. Well, <laughs> you guys are really cool enough. All right. Uh, I, I would see if you could give the child up for adoption. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Because you got to get on with your life. You don't want to be connected to this guy, and you don't want this guy hanging around. And you don't want to perpetuate the cycle of abuse that you've been through. You have an opportunity to halt this and, and one of the ways you can do it is by selecting a quality adoption and and by the way um not everybody i mean just because you had a bad experience with something does not mean that's the way it is and i'll um i'll um, use the whole racial thing as an example um if some black guy holds you up that doesn't mean uh that every black guy is going to hold you up and it's unfair and uh and stupid to think that way with any race or anything and if you got bad foster parents it is uh, unfair to a lot of loving couples out there who would like to adopt a child to think that they're all abusive when it's really only about 50 60 percent right true <laughs> yeah, right. i don't know what the, i don't know what the numbers are but uh the point is is i'm i would take a chance and adopt this guy wouldn't you figure yeah. I, this guy, I mean, is not going to take responsibility for anything, obviously. So <sighs> nobody get pregnant. That is going to be my policy. All right. Um, God lives underwater's here. Uh, Drew's leaving, so um, we'll take a little break, and he'll be back. Drew, you come back. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back. Who is? Who is? Who is this? This, 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 this is K 
KMKF Manhattan Topeka Junction City 1015 K-Rock Ziggy Pop and you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla Yes you is Hey Ann, what is the next song that we're going to play from God Lives Underwater? Uh, it's uh, backwards Rearrange? Yeah. Is it rearranged or rearranged? Rearranged. Rearranged. All right. I want to finish off uh, with my uh, tirade with the group, so uh, why don't we hear something from the CD, which will be out tomorrow, called Rearrange. God lives underwater. Oh, wait, what was that called again? Rearrange? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Drew, you're into that, right? Sure. You like the techno? Is that techno? No, uh, no. What is that? It's technically enhanced rock music. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I knew I lied because I'm not a short for technically, is it? <laughs> Electronica. <laughs> no, that's good. No, it's it's not, not Electronica. And you can uh, Whoa, you do all that from your bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Well, from a couple of bedrooms. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and connected by one big hall? I have a satellite studio that's a few miles away from his. And we transfer discs. Oh my god! Do you have That's to? Uh, really nineties. Do you have to soundproof everything and all that? No. no headphones. Our neighbors hate us, though. Oh yeah, headphones. Well, mm -hmm. I use headphones uh, when it's late at night, but I don't have neighbors at my house. So, oh, my neighbors—they don't complain because they. <laughs> my, my neighbors. Yeah, your neighbors. Let's talk about my neighbors. My neighbors are running from the cops. Yeah, yeah they're not going to call the cops. <laughs> too busy, right? Uh, you know, funny. listen to this and tell me how bizarre this is. Uh, Dave, the guy I went to high school with who got thrown out of the Navy, works on my house. Uh, he lives in a uh, small apartment in Santa Monica called the neighbors called the cops on him because he was listening drunk you have to be before somebody calls the cops and you just had the headphones on wow or how enhanced does the neighbor's hearing have to be no i, I know this guy he was drunk and and he was playing uh, like the plasmatics at uh, 15 on the stereo but still can you imagine that cops banging on the door and you got your headphones on? He didn't uh, notice. Could be one of those things where, the, where the, you pull the headphones out and it gets real loud. And uh, I thought in. about that. I was asking about it. They said no, just the headphones. And even that, if that happened, you wouldn't call the cops if it was loud. And then you know, all right. of a sudden, got out of control. Yeah, right. It'd have to. It'd be. It'd have to be prolonged before you call the cops. Hmm. Man, that's loud. For uh, for about three weeks. I don't know if you can call her my girlfriend or not. Um. But she's asking me to have a threesome with her and her daughter. Um, she mentioned this to me yesterday. And well, wait, wait, wait. How old is she? She's 32. How old is the daughter? She'll be 15 in two weeks. Oh, for course. That's illegal. Whoa. Why don't you just turn tail and run from this person? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of promise in the relationship. Oh, please. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she may have another kid soon. You have an orgy. Unless you're in Denmark. Uh, what? Where did you meet this woman? Uh, at work. Where do you work? Uh, casino. Casino store. <laughs> a woman like that work in a casino. Does she oh, work man. at the casino or is she a customer there? We both work there. And uh, where are you calling from? Escondido. Oh, what do they got there? That pan poker? Whatever that nonsense well, is. Well, they the casinos out on the reservations. Oh, they do. Yeah. Because, like in uh, in uh, City of Industry or what Gardena, they have that they have that gambling, which is like, um, oh, you can gamble, but you can't play twenty one, but you can play pan poker. That's ridiculous a holes. Look, either you're gambling or you're not. You <laughs> ask for brains, please. What the hell's going on with this country, uh, Alex? Uh, this is a very disturbed situation. This woman wants to have sex with her. With Own her daughter. daughter. Think about that. And that her daughter's underage. I mean, she's that, done that before. This huh? is as, yeah. This I'm is sure as, it's happened before. That's this is as F. disturbed, yeah, a situation as I can imagine if it's real. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm not sure what I can do. You, do, you know, she, I mean, she didn't go into detail about it. I don't know exactly what uh, she's asking. Have you seen her daughter? Pardon? Have you seen her daughter? Oh yeah. You like you attracted to her? Uh, I don't know if I could say attractive. I mean, she's a beautiful <laughs> little girl, but, you know, keyword little girl. Yeah, right. I would uh, notify the authorities. I mean, you may be saving this young girl from, I mean, I, 
uh, the, this, this, the mother, and I, I, she doesn't even deserve that title. It's a despicable well, I, person. Put, uh, put Affer behind it. I think she could, she could, she could use the title. What's that? Apparently, the daughter's down for it. I mean, yeah, it, well, the, yeah, the daughter's not of age to decide. Look, look, Alex, 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 please. The daughter's not of age to be able to understand what she is or isn't uh, down for. And she, in fact, may have been being abused since she was three years old. Who knows? Uh, it's a mess. And by the way, this, this whole notion that people can uh, consent to things when they grow up in such a horrible environment uh, is r- ridiculous or recalculous, as we like to say. You know what I mean? I mean, she doesn't even know which way's up, this right. uh, 15-year-old right. or this 14-year-old. Not with a mother like that. Uh, did she, she she proposition you in no uncertain terms? What the hell was that, Drew? He went off. Oh, well, he's getting laid. <laughs> Oh, oh could you imagine? 15. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, right. Hey, maybe that mother is the authorities. Hey, Drew. She's setting him up. How many times do you want to do that before I throw something at you? Oh, oh are we calling for there we go. No. All right. Uh, I would steer oh. clear of that kind of insanity. That's a kind of, uh, that karma don't wash <laughs> off for quite some time. Mm-mm. That's you know very what I mean? disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't understand this. It, uh, you want to break now? Why? All right, Mike's got something. Mike? Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, we're going to go to break. I know it sounded a little cryptic, but uh, we have our reasons, and we'll be back. This is Loveline. Loveline will be right back. Love lines. On 101.5 K-Rock. Hey, God Lives Underwater is here. And uh, Life in the So-Called Space Age is the name of the CD. It will be out uh, tomorrow on, uh, well, it'll be out everywhere. But uh, they'll also be out at the uh, Tower Sunset playing a live gig. Freebie. Get yeah. there early though. You want to get a good, uh, good seat or a good space. Oh yeah. Playing at four o'clock. Oh four o'clock. This uh, says three. Uh, o'clock. This no, says three. three o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is uh, three four. Can't be there at three. Right. Better get there. Better start. Uh, better get there now. As a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's Tell see. What. Let's see if we can't uh, shotgun through uh, a couple of these calls. Uh, let's find the people who've been on hold for the longest. Oh. Poor bastard's been at home for 85 minutes. Um, <laughs> George, 22. His penis curves when it's hard. Yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> uh, can they fix this? Yes, they can, but involves shortening the penis, so Correct. You, it better really look like a effing boomerang. <laughs> yes. I mean, it better it, it better stick it's, in it, your it, penis. It's all, <laughs> please. It's got to have a lot of curve before <laughs> I'm going under the knife. It's really only important when it doesn't work right. All right, uh, and it's painful. Heather, you're 15. Boyfriend left her and turned her friends against her. She's uh, at the breaking point. Yep. Uh, uh, listen, uh, no, I no, got ten I, seconds here. I, uh, this turning friends against friends—I think it's BS. If your friends are your friends, then they, they know you, you. They're going to listen right. to you, and if they're not, then uh, they're not. Then so you need it, a new friend. It solves. It's a problem that solves itself because if <laughs> right. they're turned against you, then you don't want to hang out with them anyway. I know it sounds trite, but it's true. Jenny, you're 21. Been at home for 97 minutes. Yes. Some girls flirted with her because uh, wait, flirted with her and her boyfriend. No, they flirted with my boyfriend. Oh, okay. Me at a party the other night at his house, uh-huh. and he didn't do anything about it. He, uh-huh. in fact, he went along with it, kind of. And I think that he kind of disrespected me by not stopping it from happening. They flirted with her. 
No. With you. Uh, no, with him. <laughs> with Sorry, him. I'm reading this stupid screen. And, it's screwing me up. And they came up when I was dancing with him. He called them over, like a group of them, like to dance as a group. Mm-hmm. And they came up, like, and cut me off, like, totally out of it. So he's wondering why, she's wondering why he didn't stand up for her. Yeah. In this thing. Because the other chicks want to dance, right? Well, I mean, that's pretty that much. Yeah, but I get freaky with them when we dance. I dance way better than they do. Oh, gee. Oh, boy. She's going to get jiggy with it. She's going to get jiggy with it. <laughs> All right, Jenny, you're going to have to lay the law down to this guy. I, I kind of did. All right, well, if you lay the law down and uh, they don't obey the law, then you move on. That's it. You tell people what you want in a relationship, and if it's within reason and they cannot comply to your demands, then you move on because you can't keep telling them. And uh, if this guy's going to do this. Imagine what this guy's doing when you're not around, by the way. Right. He's uh, <laughs> right. getting chiggy with the uh, right. Sister Slay over there. Sledge? <laughs> Sister Slay. Slay, that's a better, that's a good it name for good. a hard rock yeah. band. Yeah. Raymond, you're 17. Yeah, I had a question for the band. Uh-oh. What? It's regarding the progression of their music, and we got about 30 seconds. Yeah, I just wanted to know how you guys felt that your music progressed from when you toured with KMFDM, because I saw you guys, and you guys actually kicked ass, all the corn sucked. But, uh, <laughs> of course, I hate corn, but... Uh, all right, listen, Rambler, how does your music <laughs> progress from that point? Uh, well, on that tour, unfortunately, no, nothing against KMFDM, because we like them, and uh, their music is fine, but... I think that we were grouped in with a a, a band that uh, wasn't similar to us. Right. In fact, no bands we've ever really been on tour with, except for Fluorescene, have ever really been appropriate. And uh, now we're headlining ourselves and going out and playing like that. And I think more people understand our music. We don't have to go on tour with bands like KMFDN. You know right. So you canceled the uh, gig with uh, Country Joe and the Fish. <laughs> we, we, Uriah Heap. Uriah Heap. Oh, I just know him as the Heap. Double <laughs> pie. All right. Uh, no, 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 we got to go. Oh, Drew, you go. Get out of here. No, we had him. Just shush up. Veronica, yes. you're 21, yes. married only a year, and is uh, having sexual dreams about other men. Yes. Okay. Ignore those dreams. You're married now. Okay. Your man isn't, uh, and your man isn't delivering something you need. He's something emotional, and he needs to be more available. I don't blame it on the guy. And listen, if you're having sex with the guys you dream about, you'd be dreaming about the guy uh, you're not having sex with right now, That's sleeping true. next to you. That's right. All right. Okay. The penis is always bigger on the other side. From <laughs> my, gra- that model, yeah. my grandmother used to say. <laughs> All right, God lives. Live God lives underwater. Thank you guys very much. Sure. We'll Thank you. Out of time. And uh, until next time, it's Adam Crawford, Doctor Drew, saying mahalo. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily those of the staff or management or producers or directors or the advertising or anyone. But they might be Bob's. I'm Bob, and they're mine. The producer of Loveline is Ann Wilkins. Loveline is a presentation of Westwood One Entertainment. Grr. Arg. We now return you to your highly tested, regularly scheduled programming. The following Bye. program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired.